baby wins. It's just a <laughs> local baby doesn't know how to edit a podcast. <laughs> Uh, welcome to Generations. <laughs> Why am I like this? I'm Liz. <laughs> I'm Alec. And I'm Casey. And this is the podcast where we look back at some of our favorite pop culture moments from our childhoods. Um, this week. <laughs> I think that's our strongest opener yet. Yeah, 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 I feel yeah. really good about it. I feel like it's like no... No take twos. We're a oh. one take kind of podcast. I mean, we yeah. are the Tyler Perry of podcasts. <laughs> we don't have time. We got to get through this. We're producing so much. Yeah. <laughs> so much content. So um, much content. This week we're talking about Spirited Away. And you know what's funny about this movie? While I was watching this movie, is I was like, this movie is one of the best things we've ever watched for the podcast. Like where it is like actually still really good. I'm wow. saying, like, okay. it's hard to make fun of this movie. That is smart house movie. slander. Um, I'm saying it's hard to this make is really fun good, of this movie. But it's Noah Little Princess, as we all say. <laughs> oh. Uh, I mean, I know this is my pick, so I'm slightly biased, but it did win an Oscar. So, like. This is, this is giving big, um, you know, that uh, vine that's like, that's my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair. We've had some Teen Choice Award winners in the past, so is an Oscar really that great? Did they get a surfboard? Did they get a surfboard? <laughs> did they get slimed in the face? Yeah, did Miyazaki get his fucking orange surfboard? No. Also, <laughs> Miyazaki would scoff in the face of the Nickelodeon Teen Choice Award. Oh, so he's an elitist. He I mean, honestly, Miyazaki is a little bit of an elitist. Yeah, kind I mean, of. He, hates Amer- <laughs> he fucking hates America, I will say that. Um, I mean, same. Yeah. I mean, yeah, true. But yeah, he's like, he's like, there's like some rant that he goes on and I can't remember exactly what it is, but he goes off on like, I hate Coca-Cola. I hate hamburgers. I hate like, <laughs> and it's like all this stuff that's kind of like American-y shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyways, I love how it's, uh, there was like a joke in like, I've seen where they compare Miyazaki to this other um, Japanese animator, Junji Ito. And Junji mm. Ito makes, like, this really fucked up scary stuff, like, mm. and Junji Ito's such a sweet man, um, <laughs> and making this really fucked up content, and then Miyazaki is making, like, really wholesome, adorable content, but is, like, fucking pissed at the world, and it's just funny. Like, it's a funny, like... I get it, though. I feel Juxtaposition. Like. <laughs> there's also, there's there's some fucked upness to I Miyazaki mean, yes, stuff. and, like... All of his stuff is like yeah. about his opinions, which is like basically <laughs> environment environmentalism yeah. and that we're ruining the world. So like yeah, yeah, yeah. he also thinks that parents hate their children. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so before we get super into some of the themes, because I did want to talk a little bit about those, uh, I wanted to ask what your first experience watching a Ghibli movie was. So like Spirited Away is my first Ghibli movie. Um and so that's why I picked it for the podcast because, well, it's also probably my favorite. Like, I was talking to Blair about it, and he thinks, for him, Spirited Away is lower on the list. It's, like, probably tied for number one for me between this and Howl's Moving Castle. Mm. I kind of have a hard time choosing. But yeah, yeah. Uh, my dad bought this DVD randomly, like, at Costco, I think, because he used to just, like, buy DVDs all the time because um, that was, like, you know, the 
it was just like kind of the keeping up with the Joneses thing. It was like, oh, let's just have all the DVDs we possibly can have. Yeah. And so he would just randomly bring home DVDs, and he was like, I don't know, this one is a cartoon. And so then Carl and I watched it, and I remember being so freaked out by it. Yeah, but like spooky. Because <laughs> I was like 12 or something when this movie came out, so oh, damn. Um, I was like, this is wild. <laughs> like, <laughs> and uh, it was very scary, but I loved it. And I was like, this is so weird, and I love it. And I just, I watched this movie a lot. And I, I didn't really know anything about his other movies for a while after, you know, I watched this one. But I, I remember watching this often after getting it on DVD. So, mm-hmm. how about you guys? Do you remember your first Ghibli? Um, I don't, I feel like maybe a friend showed me Howl's Moving Castle when I was in high school. But I don't really remember like absorbing any of it mm-hmm. i will I, I don't mean to break your heart liz but like i could never get into how's moving castle there's just something about yeah. it that i'm just like uh and maybe it's that it's like almost a little too mature and i'm just like no give me like a kiki's delivery service give me uh my neighbor totoro <laughs> like that's what i want but like the first time i actually remember sitting down and focusing on a ghibli movie was I think I was in grad school and they're doing they did like a screening of Totoro at the movie theater um and I watched it with Isaiah and I was like this is great this is fantastic um, okay yeah do you remember that we watched Totoro with Shauna on the choir trip or do you not remember did you not do that with me oh I don't where where were we we were at some lady's house like staying the <laughs> night there like it was, was like were we staying at Amity's, like, grandma's house? Yeah. I don't remember watching that movie. I remember staying at Amity's grandma's house. It was like the whole house was made out of macrame. Like, the yeah. walls and everything. It was wild. Um, I'm pretty... I'm almost positive we watched it on somebody's laptop because I feel like I remember the rest of the trip us being like, Totoro, Totoro. I remember seeing that song a lot. Yeah. Uh, but no, maybe we didn't watch the whole memory. movie. Maybe we didn't watch the whole movie. I don't know. But I, I feel maybe- like... For you were on your computer not fully paying attention while you watched it and you're like yeah that was cute i guess yeah i'm on tumblr that that <laughs> sounds like me especially in college <laughs> how about okay, you casey? casey yeah um well in typical casey fashion so my first ghibli music like movie wasn't like one of the cute ones i saw princess mononoke first <laughs> yeah um, and i was seven years old <laughs> I was looking at it and I was like, it was released in 2000. And honestly, I think I saw it before I was in junior high. So I probably yeah. saw it like about the time it came out on DVD in America. So like 2000, 2001. And that one's like a real fucked up one, right? I haven't yeah. seen it. But... Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that's also the one with like the strongest, strongest messages and like the most severe mm-hmm. messages about environmentalism. Um, I was like, Captain Planet is like a weak ass bitch compared to this movie. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it also has a lot of strong women, and you know me, I love strong female leads, and there's plenty of them in this. So I all, <laughs> I was really confused as to I don't know why I did that gesture with my hand. Hello, little telephone. Um, I, I for a while thought Studio Ghibli made a lot of like more teen driven animation. So, because I didn't see, like, Ponyo or Totoro until, like, I was in college, I think. So I saw, like, Kiki's Delivery Service as Still Spirit Away, which I thought that was, like, one of his younger movies. <laughs> um, Spirit and Princess Away. Mononoke. Yeah. 
Princess Mononoke and like Howl's. Um, I think we had HBO at a certain point, and so they had like all of those just like mm-hmm. randomly on TV. So me and my brothers would watch them all the time. But yeah, I thought a lot of his stuff was very dark and gritty, and then I just stumbled upon some of his more lighthearted movies <laughs> until way later, which I guess I haven't seen like Grave of the Fireflies or any of that stuff that seems very sad and about war. Um, yeah, and about war. And about uh, war, mm-hmm. just casually. But now I yeah, I haven't watched watch a lot of like the like realistic one, like the ones and the that wind are, like, rises. Yeah, like, I'm just gonna weep when I watch. When Marty this one, was so there fine. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I does that mean she them. dies? Is that what you mean? Because she's yeah. gone. <laughs> I don't want to see that. Um, Up on Poppy Hill. Yeah, I'll say because of that, like um, Panyo and Totoro are actually on the lower end of my list of the stuff I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. Oddly enough, I think Nausicaa and uh, Castle in the Sky are my two favorite. Just because oh. they're like such wild fantasies. And I think it's like just a version of storytelling that I really, really enjoy. Um, with Spirited Away as a very strong third slash second. Um, I love this movie so much. I think it's wonderful. I, I think that's my problem with um, like Ponyo and Totoro is that they're since they're aimed at younger kids, the growth of the characters is very, much more subtle and it's small, mm-hmm. like more nuanced things. Cause that's what happens to kids at that time. Where spirit away is like such a beautiful story of like coming to terms with being in a new place and like growing up, but in a specific way so that you grow up in like that middle school, right before you'd be like preteen era. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just so nice. It's a quaint story. I, I do think it's wild that you both said that this was kind of scary. Cause I, <laughs> Again, my brain was like, this ain't no person's Mononoke. No one gets shot in this one. I thought it was pretty light. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not like, I mean, as a 12-year-old that had never seen anything like this, I was like, ooh, this is spooky and weird. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember being like, whoa, because, like, Yubaba gets a little scary at points, and, yeah. like, Haku gets fucked up and, like, is bleeding everywhere. I mean, we're going to get into the plot, but, like, yeah. I, you know, there's definitely moments in this that are... And I mean, No Face is scary as fuck. Yeah, but No all... Face eats that little frog guy. I'm like, oh my god, that was my friend. Yeah. And there's yeah. like 12 year old me that was like, this is just normal storytelling, right? <laughs> same old, same old. Uh, well, so just a little bit about the movie before we start talking about the plot. Um, it became the most successful and highest grossing film in Japanese history with a total of 305 million um, like US dollars. Uh, when it came out, and it held the record for 19 years um, as the most successful, like, Japanese movie until it was surpassed by Demon Slayer, um, the the movie, in That's 2020. Yeah. yeah. So That's it was, like, recent. it was the highest grossing. And then the one right after Spirited Away now is that movie Your Name, which I still haven't seen. I really want to. Yeah. Um, so... That's not yeah. Miyazaki, though, right? That's, no, um, no, it's a different... It's They just... That same director just had a new movie come out that's, like, about a cat, um, which you'd probably like, Casey, because it has a cat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's all I need. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, an, it's a Japanese animated movie about a cat. I feel like that's, like, things that Casey yeah. likes right there. Your name looks sad, though, right? Your name it, makes me think yeah, of, like, I, Your I Lion April is, or something. It does look... It does look a little bit sad, I think. Um, But yeah, so this is also regarded as Miyazaki's, like, magnum opus. Kind of like his, his, like, 
if you're gonna watch a Miyazaki movie, people are gonna recommend Spirited Away. It's kind of like the epitome of his films, um, because in America it did win the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature at the 75th Academy Awards, um, and that made it the first and to date only hand-drawn and non-English language animated movie to win the award. Wow. Um, so yeah, I mean, this movie is like very highly regarded. Uh, it's on a lot of like best movies of all time lists. Uh, and like for me, it's in my letterbox top four, which is pretty important. Ooh. Um, so, what else is up there? Uh, the Shining. Saved. <laughs> yeah, Saved. you are filled with God's love. Bend it I like am. Beckham. <laughs> Not bend it like Beckham. Liz, I I always joke about this with Liz, but Liz is notorious for being like, "This was the best movie I ever saw." One and a half stars. <laughs> or Liz would be like, "This was the worst movie I ever saw." It actually gave me PTSD. Five stars. It's great. Uh, yeah, I have saved Chef Heather's and Spirited Away great choices great Jeff choices. is so good yeah i always want to say it's like an underrated movie but i feel like everyone loves that movie what movie <laughs> chef. chef it's so good it's did we see it in theaters together i, I feel remember. like i saw it at like a small local theater and i feel like you would have taken me there that i feel like that's a very very strong possibility yeah. but i don't I, specifically remember yeah. the, the situation I also feel like the only way I would have seen Chef in theaters is if you specifically. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's fair. <laughs> yeah. God, that um, girl cheesy makes. Uh, I know, yeah. it's so Truly. Good. Oh my gosh. All the food. Uh, Ugh. So, yeah, overall, the movie Spirited Away does have a lot of themes of like anti capitalism and then also some environmentalism. I feel like this movie is more geared towards like the anti capitalism. Stuff yeah. that, that Miyazaki uh, is pretty strong about. But the environmentalism is still strong. Yeah, it's there. still there yeah. for sure. Like, there's stuff about pollution and, like, things like that. Because when we meet the stink spirit, that's not really a stink spirit and stuff like that. And paving paradise and putting up a development. An apartment building. <laughs> um, Wait, is that, like, really the gist of the movie? What do you what? mean? Like, just, like, capitalism sucks? I mean, kind of. It's a li- like a lot of the characters in it are greedy, and like mm-hmm, they sh- mm-hmm. they show a lot of that. Like, so it's like, uh, let's just get into the movie because I feel like it's good to sure. kind of talk about some of the like points that they make throughout it. Yeah. Can I? I just wanted to add one thing that I always yeah, thought yeah. was very interesting about Miyazaki is that I feel like, and I I feel like I saw this in like a featurette somewhere that they have like an outline of what the story is, mm-hmm. and then they just start like drawing and working on it and as they're working is how they develop the actual movie which is why sometimes Miyazaki films feel like they like I won't say meander because it feels like worthwhile but it's how it keeps its like slice of life feel Mm -hmm. to it where it's just like this is the day this is what happens and then like as they're drawing and as they're like doing the voiceover work it's they're like ah this is where it's going (laughs) and a lot of it's a lot of it's drawn from like personal experience which isn't like unusual but like this movie in particular is based off of, like, one of Miyazaki's friend's little girls, like, their daughter. Like, so he thought that the daughter, like, had a really funny personality and, like, thought that she was a great, you know, lead character type. And then, like, they do, he even talked about, like, the specific, that river spirit that comes in that's they think is a stink spirit. Uh, he had a time where he was, like, helping clean out a river and he, like, pulled a bicycle out of the river. So, like, 
that specific moment is like really like I mean he specifically references that moment in his life in the movie. Okay. Um, and then the sorry. Oh yeah. And the one other thing I always liked about him is with the storytelling is because a lot of times it's a female protagonist but he thinks about like specifically a child he knows or just like an age group Mm -hmm. and the story he wants to tell to them which is why like every movie feels like it's made for a different age which i always thought was really interesting too yeah that's smart now i'm done (laughs) i mean i hope that you're not done because uh no i'm not talking the rest of the time can you imagine (laughs) be quiet quiet episode I know. Um, Is this the little princess? I don't know why I'm referencing it so much today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, for those of you that, you know, need some rundown of the plot, the opening to Spirited Away is Chihiro is in the car with her parents, and they are leaving their home because they have moved to a new city. And, uh, yeah, they're just on the way. Chihiro is not happy about it. She is very upset that they're making her move to a new city, um and she has like flowers from a friend and she's very excited about the card that she got but she's also sad that like the first time that she got flowers was because she's leaving <laughs> um such a kid thing yeah honest. i love when it the da- when the mom is like your dad bought you a rose and she's like one rose doesn't make a bouquet <laughs> yeah. so she got you there yeah like, she's not wrong she's not wrong um but yeah so they as they're driving they end up stopping along the way um and they kind of i don't know it's weird they sort of get lost and then in the process of getting lost they're like oh is this like an old theme park and so that's what like really begins the story is that they've found this weird old theme park um and so they walk into it uh the parents really do suck from like the beginning of the movie i will say like they really are not nice to their daughter um it's a weird vibe. <laughs> they're like, we're walking through this creepy tunnel. And she's like, Shihiro, don't touch me right now. You're going to make me fall over. Stop. Stop touching <laughs> me. And I was just like. And they're like, hurry stop. up. Right. Like, Why are you so slow, you little child? Uh, yeah, they're very, very mean to Shihiro. So they uh, go into the theme park and they start smelling that there's like food everywhere. And they like notice that there's all these lovely plates out there's like these like uh you know just platters of food everywhere and so they decide hey we'll just pay the tab when the people come up and we're gonna go ahead and eat um the opening to this greed (laughs) yeah which i would say like typically if i just saw food sitting out and no one around i wouldn't eat it but Ghibli food looks, looks so, so good. good i know it does Ghibli does two things really well is like really lush greenery like green Mm. trees like Mm -hmm. a Mm -hmm. field of like grass and flowers like chef's kiss but also food like fuck me up (laughs) Uh. the ramen from ponyo still i know i want to eat specifically that like i don't want to (laughs) eat real ramen i want to eat the cartoon ramen it looks so good yeah it does look very good i have a uh, poster in my kitchen that's all just ghibli food from different movies Mm. um but yeah so they start just like gorging on this food they like start eating and then they start like really eating because this food is like clearly i mean down the line you realize the food is like somewhat enchanted Mm -hmm. um so it's probably like kind of starting its magic and that's why they keep eating so much but um shihiro immediately before they even start eating the food is very cautious about the food and is like why are you eating this like don't do that i don't think this is for us and the parents just ignore her, which I don't know. It feels very like 
of the moment to me now. Like, because I think about, like, our parents and, like, our parents' generation being, like, the world is fine. It's going to be fine. And, like, yeah. where all of us are, like, uh, the world uh, is burning and it's on fire. And, like. As Smash Mouth would say, my world's on fire. How about yours? That's the way I like it. And I'll never get bored. Yeah. Thanks. So, it it's, like, I don't know. It remind, I don't know if that was, I'm sure it probably wasn't completely, inten- I mean, I think the intention is that they're being greedy and that they're taking stuff that they, it's, is not theirs and they just assume it's theirs and they're just like, oh, this is for us because we assume it is because everything's for us. Um, but I yeah. feel like specifically the thought process of like this, like the boomer generation just <laughs> being like, whatever, it's the planet. It's going to be fine. It's going to be here forever. Like, why are you so worried about it? Just enjoy your life. And, you yeah. know, our generation and, like, now even, like, Gen Z are, like, over here, like, uh, hey, like, we'd like to, you know, have a planet. Um, <laughs> I, I thought about me in that situation is very similar, where it's, like, I feel like maybe my parents would be, like, yeah, just grab a dish. Someone will be back soon. It's fine. Like, it's out here to eat. And I would be, like, my anxiety is so high. Um, what if they're preparing this for something specific? What if this is, like, catering? Um, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, I would have eaten it all, like, <laughs> oink, oink, like, I will be a little piggy, like, that's fine, it looks I was so like, good. Yeah, even if I knew I was turning into a pig, I would still eat it. Worth it, 100%. <laughs> I actually would prefer it anyway, so bring it on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, life is a pig, it's like, no, um, just slaughter me, uh, so. <laughs> yes, slaughter, baby. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, so as we've been chatting, Shihiro's parents do turn into pigs, um, and that's obviously terrifying. She does run away (laughs) at one point, and she kind of gets lost, and she, uh, basically once she goes, because she sees Haku before she sees her parents are pigs. So, she goes, and Haku is there, and he's from this, like, spirit world, and he tells her, like, hey, you need to leave because once it gets dark, you're not going to be able to get out of here, basically. Um, And so that's when she tries to go back and then realizes her parents are indeed pigs. And so she's like, what the fuck do I do now? (laughs) Um, And so she goes back, and that's when Haku ends up helping her, uh, like, tries to help her across the bridge. And then she's seen by everyone, which kind of, I don't know, I'm always curious, like, Eventually, they were going to see her, right? Because she has to get a job or whatever. Totally. I don't... I I feel like the rules of this spirit world I love so much because it really just feels like they're like, she needs a reason why she can't leave. Uh, you're not able to leave. She needs a reason why she has to sneak in. Uh, they can, it's bad. <laughs> like, it's yeah. just so random that they're like, we're going to tell you a rule when you need to know about the rule, I guess, yeah. and then move on. <laughs> well, and I will say that I think, you know, obviously as people from America, we don't know a lot about Japanese culture and like what a lot of this, a lot of the stuff in this movie is probably, you know, I mean, I know I, as doing some reading, I know that some of the things are like directly representative of like Japanese lore and stuff like that. Um, so, and that's stuff that I'm just haven't grown up with culturally. Uh, but I think to that, I think that this movie does a really good job of like introducing you to something completely different and new and, like, totally out of even, like, our cultural history. But, like, I still think it's really easy to follow what's going on with the story, even though oh, yeah. I have zero cultural references. Um, which I just think is 
probably why it did so well in America because it's like anybody can watch this movie and like follow along. And I, you know, teaching high school for the years that I taught it, I showed this movie to a lot of my students because I used this for like a storytelling unit because I thought it was a really great movie about storytelling and character growth and stuff. And it was one that a lot of people in my classes hadn't seen. So like to keep, you know, kids interested in a movie, you want it to be something hopefully they haven't seen. Like I'm not trying to show like the Lion King that like everybody's seen, you know what I mean? Like something that like everyone in here has seen. So like, this was like a movie that, you know, maybe one or two kids in my class had seen it, but like a majority of the kids did not see it. And every time I showed this movie in class, there would be kids that were like, this was kind of weird, but I liked it. Like, it would, you know, they were surprised by how much they ended up liking it by the end of the movie, I think. Because mm-hmm. I feel like they were like, whoa, I don't know what this is. Um, at first, you know what I mean? Like, they're like, what the fuck is this? Why are you showing us this weird movie? And then they're like, oh, I actually really enjoyed this movie. Um, so anyways, I just, I just wanted to point out that I feel like they do a really good job of that world building, like, right away. Because it's like, yeah. they just immediately sweep you into this, like, world. But I... I'm on board from the moment that she's over that bridge, you know? <laughs> um, so. I saw the food and I was like, I don't care about anything else. <laughs> I mean, you got me. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, basically we're sweeping Shihiro through this spirit bathhouse um, is where the main like location is. Um, and so we start seeing all these different spirits everywhere. I will say, I just have to say that I love the duck spirits, the little like ducks that walk around and that they're in the bathtub. Uh, it's, yeah, yeah. They're so great. <laughs> that's every time that's I see what them. I want for my life. Like I want to destroy capitalism and be a duck in a hot spring. Like I know. what more do you want in life? Mm-hmm. Or a soot sprite. <laughs> they're just, <laughs> I just want to be cute and little and be fed pastel stars. <laughs> Um, no, I want to be a duck. <laughs> yeah, I like. I, I think, think the, the duck. Like, sign. I want to be in the bath. Yeah, I, I would say that I would want to be the duck spirit too. Um, I feel like they're having a great time and they just get to soak in a tub all the time. Um, so then Chihiro finds out from Haku that she needs to get a job, and so he tells her specifically to go see Kamaji, the boiler man, who's in the basement. Um, and he's terrifying. He is, he's but he's grandpa. so sweet. He's so I love Kamaji. His creepy <laughs> arms and his creepy legs. I hate them all. I love him so much. I also do want to say her journey to Kamaji's like is just absolutely wonderful. Like when she just like screams and runs down that pipe, it's like yeah. falling <laughs> off the <laughs> ah, and she's just like. Doing her little, like, sprint down the pipe is wonderful. Yeah. I love it. She's like, I'm so terrified. I'm going to do this as fast as possible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it made me think of when I was a kid. Um, I hated my mom's basement because it was, like, unfinished and, like, dusty. And I was like, I knew there were just hordes of spiders waiting there to destroy me. But that's where our washer and dryer was. So whenever I had to, like, do the laundry for mm-hmm. the house, I was just like, mm-hmm. turn on the lights, run downstairs. Maybe there's not a murderer. Switch the laundry. Run back upstairs. <laughs> so most and extras. the spiders probably looked like Komaji, like... Or creepy arms. No, they would have been nice. Creepy arms. Creepy arms. <laughs> He's so cute. If spiders wore gloves, I'd be fine with them. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's all it takes. I mean, I did that's write. You should crochet little gloves for spiders. Yeah, they I can't crochet. I did write Komachi the Boiler Man. <laughs> love him. So See? Love. Uh... <laughs> we love him. 
And so, yeah, when she goes down to meet Kamanji, that's when we do get to see the soot sprites for the first time in this movie. I will say, shout out, they do make an appearance in Totoro as well. I think it's just those two movies, um, but I could be wrong. Uh, but specifically, I know the soot sprites are in those two movies. Um, and Chihiro starts kind of helping these soot sprites because they are carrying coal to the fire because... Komaji downstairs controls what water goes up to the bathhouse and making sure that it's heated and everything. Obviously, he's the boiler man, so there you go. And what um, minerals are in it? I love yeah. those mineral tags. I want them. I well, wish that and I love how he <laughs> has like the long arms and he can open the cabinets and grab yes. stuff out, and he knows where everything is. It's so great. He's um, so good at his job. He is really good at his job. <laughs> so. Uh, and so Lynn comes down to bring Kamaji his dinner, and while she's down there, uh, Kamaji says, hey, you know what, this is, like, my granddaughter or whatever, like, can you get her a job? <laughs> and Lynn is, if you watch the English version, um, Lynn is voiced by the same voice actress that voices Megara and Hercules, so every time mm-hmm. I watch this, I always just think of that, because her voice is very, like, she- recognizable to me. Didn't she also do Belle, I want to say? Yeah, I think so. Um, she's also the dance teacher from Gotta Kick It Up, the Disney Channel original movie. Oh. Wow. I, so. I don't think I put that last one together. I did not know we that. We talked about it on the pod, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> Amazing. Um, Susan Egan, yeah. Yeah, Susan Egan. Yeah, it's Egan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I love... Uh... <laughs> her voice she's so good in it um yeah and so basically kamaji bribes her with a like crispy newt or something like what is it it's like oh it, a, yes, roasted, a, it's a roasted a roasted newt. newt yeah and so uh she agrees and takes uh chihiro to go yeah. meet yubaba who is Which, the even the roasted witch. newt looked delicious <laughs> It looked good Easy and crispy. Just lizards. <laughs> if it looks like that, you know, I'm probably on board. I won't. Don't knock it till you try it. Okay. Uh, okay. But yeah, I. So she goes up to meet Yubaba, and on the way up there, she does share an elevator with this radish spirit. Who throughout the movie, you get to see the radish spirit, and I love the radish spirit too. <laughs> he's so cute. He's cute. <laughs> just a fat just, man. Yeah, he's a chubby, <laughs> chubby boy. <laughs> he's a little fat man. Yeah. And he's so sweet, like protecting yeah. Shakiro. He is a sweetie. Um, I I love that about this movie is like throughout it, there's the people that are like, cause there are bad, kind of like greedy people throughout this, like. A lot of the people that work at the bathhouse are very greedy and they're like obsessed with money and gold. And like anytime they smell Chihiro, they're like, eh, she's disgusting. And so they're like, it's kind of those like frog human people. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, those like uh, one of the people is voiced by um, John Ratzenberger or whatever his name is. Who's like in every fucking Pixar movie. He plays like Ham the oh. pig in Toy Story, Toy Story and he's the one that gets eaten, right? Uh, he does get eaten, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Oh, in Jurassic Park. No, he gets no, eaten no, in this movie guy. by... And Spirited Away. No oh, thanks. and Spirited Away. Sorry. Okay, sorry. I... No, 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 no. 
I thought you were talking about other things, and I was like, the guy who voices the pig gets eaten in a Pixar movie? I was like, oh, maybe it's the guy from... And then I was like, no, no it's not, not the Jason guy from Alexander. Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not Jason Alexander. Oh, wait. Oh, no, it's... Him? it's um, um, It's Newman from Newman, Seinfeld. Yeah. yeah. Newman. I think if he did the voice for the character... Sorry. <laughs> That'd be great. I, got so I want a whole new dub of Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so... Chihiro makes her way up to Yubaba. We meet Yubaba. Yubaba is very scary. She's this big witch lady. Um, and basically Yubaba's deal is, hey, I will let you work here and I'm going to take your name. Uh, and the name thing is very important because it becomes a plot point down the line. Is that Yubaba steals people's names and like you're not able to get out of your contract with Yubaba unless you remember your original name. Mm-hmm. And like through the course of working there, you start forgetting your name. So. Yeah. Which I think that's something that's prominent in like, not only Japanese, but like a lot of like mythology and lore throughout many different cultures. Yeah. Which I've, I've never seen done in a way that actually made it seem powerful mm-hmm. <laughs> until this. Yeah. And I'll, I really love it. It's really great. I mean, also, could you say there's like some sort of like capitalism metaphor there it's like when you work for the company you become not yourself anymore you're just like a cog in the machine oh you know look what at I mean? you okay another brick in the wall <laughs> yeah you know. um her and so you subtext lose your it's identity like she watches a lot of movies and <laughs> has a lettered box <laughs> whoa that girl she's got a letter box <laughs> <laughs> I can see her letterbox. Oh my god. Your letterbox oh. is showing. <laughs> One star. Uh, so, yeah, we meet Yubaba, uh, and she takes Chihiro's name, and now Chihiro is called Sin. She is now going by Sin, and that's her name, And but she luckily still has the card from her friend that has her actual name on it that says Chihiro, and so that's kind of becomes like important later because she keeps it with her things that are her like human things that she's able to save and like hide away um and so now that she has a job she goes back to kind of like get assigned her position and like get a place to stay and everything um i will say i was reading a little bit about like some of the you know like meaning and stuff behind this movie as well and something they pointed out is that Yubaba as a character is like very westernized. So she's like more European. She dresses like in a, a European uh, dress. And like her like her spaces are very like decorated in a European way, like all the pillows and everything. And it's very decadent. So it's kind of showing how the Western world is like so much more like decadent with things versus like um and specifically older japan because like miyazaki talks a lot in like things that he talks about about like older japan and like how it was so much nicer than like modern japan and Mm -hmm. um and so like you'll notice that all the workers quarters are more like minimalist and like all of those spaces look more like styled in a japanese way than they than like yubaba's quarters do so, I don't know. Just kind of something I thought was interesting that, like, was mentioned was that she was very westernized. And so, it kind of makes her... I mean, she's somewhat a, a villain. I would say that her and her sister, who we meet later, Zaniba, are both, like, kind of in the middle. Like, they're not really evil-evil, but they're also not good. 
Um, They're the witch from Into the Woods. I'm not good. I'm not bad. I'm yeah. Just right. There you go. Yeah. Um, You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you keep on having to get so close to the mic to say it. <laughs> I just want to make my voice heard. Uh, so, yeah. Chihiro goes back to her quarters and Lynn is like, oh god, I'm stuck with this girl. I like Lynn's character of like, in front of people, she's like, ugh, this girl sucks. But then like, when she's talking to just Chihiro, she's like, oh, Chihiro, are you okay? Like, <laughs> She's so sweet. I know, whenever she actually like, uh, I almost said Sen. When Chihiro comes back after she like, signed the deal with Yababa, Lynn's like, ugh, you're so stupid. And then when they're private, she's like, I'm so happy for you. You did it. <laughs> I, I didn't think you were going to make it. I was worried. I know. That's like gatekeep girl boss. <laughs> yeah. She's got to play it cool. She has like a status. She has yeah, a exactly. brand to keep intact. Um, and so then we do see Haku again. And Chihiro goes and meets Haku by the pig farm. And Haku's like, you have to remember what your parents look like. Because they're not going to remember themselves. So like, you're going to need to pick them out and know who they are. So Chihiro like makes this very funny face to like memorize their pig faces. Um, (laughs) and then the most relatable scene of the whole movie happens, which is when she starts just stuffing her face with rice balls and then is sobbing at the same time. And I'm like, haven't we all been there? You know? Yeah. I was wondering too, if like, because she's kind of scared and in a daze, but also he's like, eat eat these. It will replenish your like strength. Mm-hmm. And I was like, does she finally have enough strength to cry? Yeah. Oh. Aww. Oh, look at that. But also, like, physical strength is what I originally meant. But as I was saying, it's like, oh, emotional. <laughs> <laughs> emotional strength. Uh, okay, so I'm going to kind of, like, skip ahead a little bit. Um, we then meet No-Face, which... No face becomes a pretty important. We did see him on the bridge like very briefly when Chihiro first like crosses the bridge. Um, but No face is out in like this garden kind of area and Chihiro invites him in. Um, because she thinks that he's just like a person that's supposed to be at the bathhouse. And uh so then once No face gets an invite, he really loves Chihiro because Chihiro is like kind of the first person to like notice him I think and also pay attention and be nice to him and so when Chihiro goes to start working in the bathhouse and she needs bath tokens she goes to ask for them and like the frog guy is like very mean to her and is like I'm not giving you bath tokens you're disgusting you're a human ew and so then like (laughs) gross do your job without (laughs) any help this is just like the Tyler Perry movie Yes. <laughs> you can't wash yourself. God. Then how are you going to uh, wash somebody else? <laughs> so No Face gives her tokens. And this is when we also meet the stink spirit, which I think it, this is, is like one of the most like environmental parts of the movie. Because the stink spirit comes in and they're like, ew, disgusting. They make Chihiro help mm. the stink spirit because it's so gross and smelly. And so they put it in a bath. Chihiro, you know, helps bathe this stink spirit and then notices there's, like, a thorn in its side. And so she pulls it out. And this is kind of, like, also a pretty big moment for Chihiro character building, Mm -hmm. I feel like. Because she's doing something that's gross that she doesn't want to do, but it's, like, for the good of someone else. Hmm. And I feel like, 
you know, it's kind of one of those first moments where she's like, I can do something for someone else and, like, sacrifice my comfort for someone else. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, they help this stink spirit and they end up taking all this pollution out of it, basically. And, and it ends up being, like, a very wealthy river spirit. Um, and this river's just been polluted and so they've cleaned it out. And I feel like that's kind of, like, the first time that they get really, like, environmental in this in this particular movie. Yeah. Um, and I, I do love when they all start, like, helping Chihiro get the pollution out. And they're like, heave! Heave! <laughs> and they have the fans and everything. Yeah. And the radish spirit's up there, and he's got the fans. With his little uh, loincloth on, be like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, and then when they, like, get the spirit out and everyone's celebrating, the radish spirit's like, yeah! Woo! And does this little dance. <laughs> I do like... Because the people in the bathhouse are, like, always kind of mean to her. Yeah. Um, but, like, random points in the movie when they all, like, work together, it's very cute and very charming. Yeah. Yeah. And they're does, like, yay, Chihiro. The, does the reddish spirit remind anyone else of, like, or vice versa of, um, what is his name? Hesu or whatever from Breath oh, of the Wild. Oh, yes. The big Karak guy. Yes. Oh, yeah. With the With maracas. The maracas? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. When you find out that you're just collecting poop the whole time. <laughs> Golden shit. Don't tell me that. Golden poopies. <laughs> um, so yeah, anyways, Chihiro does good things. Then Chihiro ends up like seeing that Haku is being chased by these like little tiny paper dolls almost. Like they're like little paper airplanes. She goes to help Haku. And that's when she goes back up to Yubaba's area and she meets Yubaba's giant baby. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I love the giant baby. <laughs> I like the giant baby in the end. I hate the giant baby right now. <laughs> I mean, fair. The giant baby has a lot of character development, I will say, for a baby. Oh, yeah. So, for... <laughs> Honestly, for a normal person, it has a lot of character <laughs> development. Yeah. Um... But yeah, so the baby is, like, scared of germs, and Yubaba won't let the baby out, and uh, Chihiro ends up getting out of the room with the giant baby and meets Zaniba, who is Yubaba's, like, twin sister. And... The 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 part with the giant... This first part with the giant baby is, like, the part where she's, like, buried in all the pillows and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That looks so cozy. I would, I I would go in that pile of pillows. I know, it does, look, it does look very cozy. Yeah. Just bring yeah. me Ghibli this... food and leave me in that cozy pillow room. Yeah. <laughs> I will say now it makes sense to think about like capitalism where it's like this baby is also like very greedy and it's one of those like yeah. obnoxious children that's like I always get what I want because even when Chihiro's like I need to go and he's like you do that and I'll kill you. Like, I'll oh, break your God. arm. Right? If you leave I'll break your arm. <laughs> baby calm down. Oh, it's a mean baby. Um... So yeah, Zaniba kind of explains that Haku has a, like, is greet, is also greedy, and Haku is trying to get Yubaba's magic and also Zaniba's magic, um, and so he's bad because he's trying to take everyone's magic, uh, and explains that Yubaba's, like, kind of put, like, a curse on him, I think. Does she explain that? Um, Zaniba does way later. Okay. Yeah. Whenever they're at her house. At and she's her like, house. Call me granny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Call me granny. This is the part where Shahiro, like, a thing comes out of, like, the little pocket watch or the gold thing that he has. And Shahiro, like, steps on it. Yeah. It's and like so a they... curse that she 
Yeah. They're able to get Zaniba to go away, but before that, Zaniba does turn the giant baby into a little rat and also turns, like, something else into the giant baby. I'm not going to get totally into all this because it's, like, a lot of shit's Listen, going on. Listen, I'm, I'm a stupid little boy, and I can't keep track of characters when they turn into different animals and stuff. I'm just like, what is happening right now? Like, I did see the baby get turned into the rat, but then, I'm like, 20 minutes later, I saw the rat, and I was like, where'd this rat come from like <laughs> the, the, the long-term memory is not there y'all oh my gosh it's her three little head guys though turn into the baby yeah oh, creepy the and then she, they're so creepy but what i couldn't remember was the little bird well is it it's like it's zaniba's other bird or not zaniba yubaba has like that other bird that flies with her when she flies uh-huh. and it's like mm-hmm. a larger bird and so then zaniba uh, turns it into that little tiny like nothing bird i love it Yubaba yeah. as the crow with a wig on is like it's so happy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Speaking of cozy, she looks so great with just like her nose sticking out and it's like a turtleneck and the rest of her body is like a bird. <laughs> I'm like, that's uh, how I want to fly. <laughs> I know, it is I love I do love that part. Uh so then Chihiro and Haku like are able to basically like cut Zaniba in half. Like she's like a paper cut. And, um, and stall her. So she, like, goes away. She disappears. And then they fall down into, they go all the way down to the bottom back to Kamaji. And Haku is very hurt. And Chihiro wants to help him. And so, uh, Komaji tells her, you can go see Zaniba at her house and get this fixed if you take the, because Haku in the process of, like, like being sick he throws up the seal and it's like zaniba's magic seal or whatever that he stole from her and then also yes. the slug comes up which is the curse yubaba's curse and and chihiro smashes the little curse which i do love <laughs> when the soot spirits like recreate the like story you know what i'm talking about when they like they're like telling chihiro's story like to each other they're like doing like a little play oh yeah <laughs> and they're like i don't know they like stamp on the uh, anyways whatever it's very adorable um <laughs> uh so she decides to go to zaniba's house and kamaji gives her train tickets and they're like his only train tickets and they're really hard to get and he's had them for 40 years i know also why did he give her four train tickets like she was the only one that had to go. The little baby and the little... Like, I I always feel like I'm like, no face didn't have to go, and none of these people had to go. But um, He knew. He knew she needed all of it. Yeah, I guess so. So, while this is all going down, no face is upstairs, realizing that because everyone up there is greedy, he can get whatever the fuck he wants if he gives them gold. And so, he's eaten... <laughs> everything he be he be, he be. <laughs> he wait, be. have you wait do we describe no face because i love his look uh no you do it oh he's just like a a normal ghost shape i don't know how else to say it but he's <laughs> all like he goes from like a dark black to translucent and then he has like this white mask with these big long overall oval eyes on it wow. and just like a little smiley face is like oh, oh. <laughs> His little arms that he can create out of it too. I like to walk around like I'm no face sometimes, just like hunched over. 
I he's like to do the no face, I like where he's like giving them coin. But yeah. then it sounds <laughs> gross, so I got made fun of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 uh. <laughs> yeah, listeners, let us know. Was that uh, gross? Uh. The, uh, <laughs> then, uh, also, no face like grows creepily long appendages and when he's like sitting on top of the wall after he eats the frog guy i know terrifying. So well, it's because he's become part frog Ugh, but i don't like it yeah <laughs> that is the part he he turns into like a big squash with like frog legs so yeah. he's like, kind of like he's like a like a goth kirby is what i'm hearing yes oh Gerby. yeah he is a he is Gerby. Gerby. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that man's so gerby. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh lord. Uh, so yeah, No Face is eating everything, and he's eating people too at this point. Um, and he's become this like horrible monster, and all he wants is Sin, aka Chihiro, and so he's like asking and begging for her. And so she finally gets there, and she gives him the rest of this medicine that the River Spirit gave her. And it makes him sick, and it makes him start throwing everything up because he's been like so greedy and gluttonous that the only way to fix him is for him to like purge everything, basically. Yeah, and he's like staggering around, like vomiting, like yeah, it's like a faucet coming out of him. It's pretty intense. And he's like, but yeah. So then they get to the outside and. Lynn is like got this little tiny like barrel boat which I love yeah I never <laughs> understood like... how it works and I love it <laughs> I know and so she's paddling Chihiro to the train tracks and I love the visual of the water train like the train tracks under the water and then when the mm-hmm. train like travels on the water um but then No Face is following Chihiro and he spits out the last per- <laughs> like thing that he ate which is the frog guy um, and then the frog guy's just, like, floating in the water. <laughs> um, I do like Lynn passing him, though, because she's already dropped off Shahiro and No-Face is, like, about to get there. And she's like, if you lay a hand on her, I'll kill you. <laughs> yeah. So cute. It is very cute. And then uh, also the classic No-Face meme is in this part, which is when the, like, wave hits No-Face and he's just like, uh-uh. Like, I don't know if you've seen that meme. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen oh, that meme, God. but people, like, just have words on the wave like feels or something and it's like oh (laughs) Uh. it's it's a good meme format um but yeah (laughs) so then jihiro takes all of them to zaniba's house and they go to zaniba's house give her the seal and while they're there zaniba's just a sweet old lady and call me granny yeah just (laughs) and it's my favorite throwaway line. Like she's like, "I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make you something, and you should call me Granny from now on." Yep. <laughs> I was like, "Okay." I don't know you, ma'am. <laughs> I'm gonna make you some food. Call me Granny. She's like, "I literally just tried to murder your friend, but call oh me my Granny." Gosh. And she teaches. I don't know. She's like describing something, and she's rhyming like enough talking, and then she puts everyone else to work to like yeah. spin and yard to make thread. Yeah. No face, you're really good at this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you're so good at the voice, Casey. Um so also I do want to point out that she has a really cool like lamp that has just a single leg that hops around and I really like him. So yes. um and so yeah, she she heroes there, she gives back the seal and Zaniba explains that Yubaba's curse has been lifted off of Haku as well because she squished the slug. And 
you Haku wakes up and goes and confronts Yubaba back at the bathhouse and says that you need to, I'm going to go back and get your baby because she realizes her baby's gone. <laughs> and, uh, oh yeah, that thing. But yeah. I did love that moment too because she's like, he's like, there's something important to you that's missing and she like reaches and she's like, my gold? I no, it's right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they, she says, I'll let Chihiro go under one condition that I get to give her one final test. And so... Uh, Haku goes back and picks up Chihiro, and the crew, uh, No-Face does stay with Zaniba, which is good. It's good for him. He needs a job. He needs something to do. He yeah. needs a home. He's good um, at spinning wow, bread. that's not very anti-capitalist of you, Liz. Well, I just mean he, he needs, needs a something. Job. He just needs a, a purpose, maybe, is the better word. Okay? He needs a purpose. Yeah. That'd be cute. That's what this movie's missing. <laughs> Some cute little porpoise. <laughs> porpoise Christmas. Um, <laughs> Carlson Romano. <laughs> Cadet Kelly <laughs> starring in her face. I'd watch it. Now Kelly, like the the routine at the end. <laughs> Kelly, he's your stepfather. You have to warm up to him. Uh, uh so then as haku is flying shihiro back home she realizes that haku is the river spirit for the kohaku river which was a river that she used to live by but it got um closed up because they were put a apartment building on top of it which by the way, I think it would be very difficult. How do you, like, just close up a river? I guess you dam it up, and then you fill up the hole, and then you put something on it. I, the <laughs> right? whole, like, concept of, like, water rights and, like, watersheds and everything just, like, blows my mind. Like, not to get off topic, but, like, I was listening to a news story about, like, the Colorado River and, like, how they need to, like, get more water to divert it back to California and stuff and, like, the government's plan. But I'm, like that water like flows down to other places that aren't the United States. Like, do we just, yeah. I, the answer is we don't, we don't care about it, but like, what the fuck? Like this affects other people. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. That's sorry. Well, and it's like, to me, I'm like, I wouldn't want to live in an apartment building that's built on top of an old river. I feel like that's just like, what if it's shit happened? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, uh, <laughs> when you said, I heard water rides and water sheds, and I was like, are you going to talk about amusement parks? Don't get me started. <laughs> I love an amusement park. I hate a water amusement park. It just seems filthy. It's just oh, people Oh, I don't suit. want, like, a water park. I want an no. amusement park that maybe has, like, a raging raft ride. A know? raging raft ride. Yeah, especially... Like a raging a... raft. <laughs> I feel like there's only so much you can do at a water park, too. Like, every now and then there's a the little yeah. fountain that just shoots up water, and you're like, I really don't need an enema at this park right now. I yeah, will say, <laughs> I do like a lazy river. Oh, sure. But you can just go to a river. <laughs> I'm, you could go like, to the Colorado River, which is drying up, and float down to Mexico. <laughs> Unless if they pave over it and make a yeah. building. Yeah. Now, if you lived in an apartment building that had a lazy river that ran through it, that's that'd be a water pretty feature. dope. Yeah, that'd be pretty sick. Damn. Um. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, basically, they go back 
And Chihiro, her last test is that she has to pick out her pig parents amongst all of the other pigs. And I do love when the big baby is like, uh, if you make Sin cry, I won't like you anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Yababa's so, like, worried, too. She's like, what? Yeah, she's like, it's okay, baby. Um, But yeah, so it was a trick the whole time. And Yubaba was trying to trick Chihiro. And her parents weren't even an option of all the pigs. And Chihiro knows. And so she wins. And that's basically the end of the movie. They wrap it up. The parents are free. They get to go home. <laughs> wrap it up, lady. Um, again, like a random rule. Like Haku's just like, you can leave now. But don't turn around and look at us ever again. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, See, okay. okay. It's it's stuff like this. I'm like, oh, is this like a, an allegory? Are we doing like a riff on like Orpheus and Eurydice? Like, because they're in the afterworld. They have to cross the river. Like all this stuff. Yeah. And then, yeah, like I, I analyze things too much. And then when you're like, oh, it's about capitalism. Like, of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> I was thinking they, about the spirit. The piggies ate the food. Yeah. <laughs> the piggies ate the food. It's capitalism. <laughs> you capitalist pig. Um, exactly. What? <laughs> I blew your fucking mind. Um, so yeah, and basically the parents are continuing to be fucking terrible to their daughter, even though she just saved their fucking lives. Saved their bacon, am I right? Ah. And... Uh, and they drive back. They do. I will say, I'm very curious. I would love to know what, how much time has passed because, like, yeah. they still have a house. I don't know because, like, they go I back know. to their car and it's like grown <laughs> over with like. Yeah, shit. they went to this new city for the dad's job, and I was like, he does not have that anymore. Yeah. Like the inside the guy of the who car hired that... him is dead right now. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone they know is dead. They're like, we gotta get back to meet the movers, and I was like, they're gone. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's Spirited Away. I loved this movie as a young, young child, and I continue to love this movie, and it's probably my most watched movie of all time, I would say, if I'm being wow. real. It's um, top four. Yeah. It's a top four movie. It's good. Well, Liz, um... What would you eat from this movie? I would we know why the, you're like this. <laughs> yeah, I would eat those pork buns that uh, Sin mm. or that Lynn brings them that one time when they're and also the fact that she gets to eat the pork bun while her legs are like dangling over the over the water on that like balcony thing. It's just the Cute. whole vibe. It's how picturesque. Yeah. If they had a spirited away like cafe, that would be <laughs> capitalism. Uh, uh... <laughs> This is not a cafe, but I did hear that it they're pretty much like confirmed to bring the Totoro stage <gasps> show yes. to New York. I know. Uh, like in next season or the season after, I think. Yeah. I think they also have the live filming that's released too. The live filming of Spirited Away is getting released. The yes. Stage version Ooh, that's oh, what okay. Is. Yeah. That's what I want to see. I know. I they did that. That, that was in Japan, right? Yeah. Yeah. They did that. Okay. Cool. Now, if only they bring over the Sailor Moon musicals. 
Well, speaking of Sailor Moon musicals, <laughs> before we wrap up the podcast, I'd like to let you know that you can find us on Instagram at Why Am I Like This Podcast or Facebook on our generation Why Am I Like This fan page. If you'd like to reach out to us, we also have an email, which oh. is why am I like this at gmail.com. That's so fast. It was like the side effects for a prescription I'm, drug. I'm working on it. It's a side project. Uh, I am having, I want to do voiceover, Sorry. but just that part. Just that part. <laughs> um, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Tell us if your life is a commentary about capitalism <laughs> or an allegory, because honestly, I won't be able to tell the difference. Okay, I but was I right? Now. It's hard to make fun of this movie because it is just like actually good. Yeah. yeah. What do you say? I said it was hard to make fun of this movie because it was like it's actually good. Oh, no, I don't think there's anything to make fun of. I do. I make fun of myself for not understanding <laughs> the movie. Like. <laughs> I mean, um, it can be as simple or as complicated as you want it to be. That's why this movie's great. Thank you. Thank you for validating my stupidity. Uh, let's do some many good things. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Um, does anyone want to go first? I um, I'm playing a new board game. Or I Liz just... got it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I like started and then you were saying I can and I was already talking. <laughs> No, go, you got it. You're, you're playing a board game? I played a new board game this weekend. It's called The Yawning Portal, and it's a Dungeons & Dragons-themed <gasps> board game. And it's, yeah. like, basically, speaking of food, um, it is, like, basically people are coming into your, like, little tavern or whatever, and you just have to feed them the right meals. And you get points by feeding them the right things. It's kind of like a puzzle sort of game. It was really fun. I very much enjoyed it. Um, it's called The Yawning Portal. And uh, the it was yawning. Cute. You like glitched right when you said it, and I said the yum portal because you said something about food. And I was like the yum portal. No, the yum. yawning portal. No, it's a tavern in one of the main D and D world things. The yawning portal. I mean, my life is the yawning portal, but whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean. What's your many good thing, Casey? Well, mine is. Um, so a few of my real friends and I, <laughs> we're just kidding. So some friends and I went to Toronto this past weekend, uh, literally like February before the pandemic, we went and we made our own yarn crawl in Toronto where we went to a whole bunch of different yarn shops and just bought yarn and we were going to do it every year. And then a pandemic happened literally the next month. So, <laughs> so we haven't been able to do it since 2020. So we finally were able to go on our second annual <laughs> with a three-year gap. <laughs> um, Toronto Yarn Crawl. We actually call it um, Yarn Crawl for Sick Kids. <laughs> um, because if you don't know the they children's hospital. sick kids with the yarn. <laughs> it, it might help bruises. them. Um, but the children's hospital in Toronto, and I think most of Canada, is called Sick Kids. And I didn't know that when we were there. And so we're just driving around and there's this building with a huge sign that just said sick kids on it. <laughs> now, are you thinking uh, like, oh, they're sick with an ailment or like they're sick, like radical? Like, oh, I thought it was kids. just like advertising like sick kids. <laughs> oh, come get your sick kids. Come get your sick kids here. Ten for um, a dozen. <laughs> um, amazing. But yeah, so we went, we did a lot of yarn shopping. We ate like delicious food. We went to this Thai place that had the most amazing appetizers I've ever had in my life. We got a sampler 
um and then just delicious food and then they gave us free dessert because they just thought that we were so like amazing because we are um we got delicious uh i got takoyaki from a ramen place that was delicious um we got a lot of amazing you breakfast. Got takoyaki from the thai place i was like that's not thai no it's not no it's from wrong place um we got uh curry chicken poutine from this bar we went to Yum. last time which was so good yeah and then just amazing breakfast we went to this one kosher place and they had like crispy laka patties with like um Oh, what's it called? Eggs Benedict on top of it with Fuck turkey me. bacon. It was amazing. I I had such a good time. Um, also eating. We also went to this um, underground arcade, which was just like a whole bunch of claw machines in this big mall. Um, and it was super cute. It was great. I'm so excited to go back next year and experience it all over again because we had such a good time. So excited to go back in three years and experience yeah. it all over. <laughs> no, we're like, we have to go next year unless if there's another pandemic. Um, oh, but with that, I also played a new card game while we were there, how we spent our Saturday night after we were exhausted. It's called Cabo. Um, it was like the a, place. Yeah, like the place. You get four cards and then each card has a number and you're trying to have like the lowest number by the end of it. But you can only look at two cards to begin with. So you don't know what your other two are. And it's a game where it's like you get a card that'll be like swap your cards or like you can look at your one of your cards or you can look at someone else's card. Um, and it was a lot of fun to play, especially like you had to use your brain just enough, but it's not like an overthinky game. So it's a good time. Cabo and Toronto. Go do both. You just got all over the world. Cabo yeah. and Toronto. Wow. Oh. Also, last thing, I took, Vince had never been to an Ikea, and one of our friends hadn't either, so our Sunday was just, like, walking through an Ikea. And in it Toronto? Was in Toronto. <laughs> uh, we don't have one here in Rochester, so honestly, it was, like, super amazing, because they'd never been before, so they were just like, what? This thing's so cute, and I was like, I know, right? And the candy's delicious. Let's go get some candy. Um, it was good. Do you get any good of time. the cinnamon rolls? I love their cinnamon rolls. No, I just showed them the kitchenette, because it was super bo- boring. It was super busy, That's <laughs> what I was going to say. <laughs> Busy. yeah it was super busy and we were about to go get that um curry chicken poutine so mm. we went to go do that instead nice yeah anything no, else done. casey i could go on and on but i'm done <laughs> <laughs> i don't believe you uh so i have too many good things the first one is i saw shucked on broadway is really fun um it they did this weird like viral marketing thing where they really didn't tell you anything about the show and they were just like shucked here's a free bag of popcorn shucked here's a corn cob like stupid shit like that um so i didn't really know what i was getting in for and the show's really fucking fun it's not like changing the face of broadway it's just like a really solidly written musical um the performances are fantastic they're the book is really funny um jokes left and right Alex Newell in it is in it and they are like phenomenal. Their their song literally just like this show screeches to a halt and everyone's just like praising at the altar of Alex Newell. I'm so jealous you got to see Alex Newell on Broadway. I want to see them on Broadway so bad. I come on down. Like I think Shucked <laughs> is gonna be around for a while because it seems to be like a very good, like feel good, funny yeah. musical. Like I think people are gonna watch it for a while. If they stay through the summer, I need to go see yeah. them. Yeah, for sure. Um yeah no it's just fun uh good designs like all the things were good um and then i've also started listening to a podcast called good children 
um it's just like these two friends from long island that live in brooklyn now and they just like talk and they're gay and stupid and i like listening (laughs) to them talk like that's my that's my comfort thing to listen to like on the train ride to work and stuff is just like people talking like friends talking like best friends with nicole byer and sashir zameda and um the show with sam and joe with joe birdsong um (laughs) just like people talking like i just like people talking um and i had a really rough uh, few weeks in tech so that helped me disassociate on the train amazing you know, good times <laughs> um but yeah those are my many good things awesome great hooray uh tune in next week it's gonna be our mf 100th episode boop, 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 boop. Uh, i can't believe we've really? done 100 freaking it episodes <laughs> it's gonna be our 100th episode uh, we still don't really know what we're doing, so you'll just have to find out. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a theme, and we're going to speak about that theme. It's going to mm-hmm. be an episode of a podcast, and mm-hmm. sounds are going to come out of your speakers. It's going to yeah. be a broad theme, and maybe it'll be about broad things and broad people. <laughs> Can we just talk about Broad City? Yeah, yeah, we're talking about Broad City. No, we're not. 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 All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.